0: Hey, hey Cubs fans and welcome to this winning edition we get to do another one ladies and gentlemen of Cubs on Tap I am your host Ron Luce um there seems to be some correlation with me doing solo missions and the Cubs uh absolutely destroying the Pittsburgh Pirates so hopefully we can keep that going um into tomorrow's game which we will talk about in just a little bit but let's talk about today the Chicago Cubs beat the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final score of 16 to 6 um you've probably heard that number 16 elsewhere today as well as the Chicago Bears beat the Denver Broncos 16 to 13 so um ironically both Chicago teams um that we care about uh no offense White Sox uh Tony and Johnny and all you guys, but uh, this is a Cubs podcast, so we're gonna care about the Cubs. And let's be honest, most Cubs and Sox fans care about the Bears. So um, both Chicago teams scoring 16 today, a little more impressive, I think, on the Cubs end than on the Bears end. But we are not Bears on tap. If you want to hear them talk about that, I'm gonna direct you in that direction. They are actually probably recording Bears on tap, but about the same time I'm doing this Cubs on tap episode. So go ahead and listen to them once you're done listening to us. But We're going to talk about the 16 runs the Cubs scored today and their 10-run shellacking of the Pittsburgh Pirates to complete the sweep at Wrigley Field this weekend. Um, And ladies and gentlemen, the Cubs look like themselves again at Wrigley. And the beauty of it is they don't leave Wrigley for another seven games. So hopefully we're going to see even more um, big run uh, games, really, uh, just like you saw today. But let's dive right into it, shall we? Um, The game for starters, um, was kind of ugly, really, for both sides. Uh, So in the first inning, the Cubs got a quick three runs after a Rizzo leadoff walk and a a Nicholas Castellanos. Uh, I believe he had, it was a double that initially got him on base. Yes, it was. Um, Chris Bryant hit an absolute rocket for his, I believe it was his 30th. Yes, confirming at that time. It was his 30th home run of the season. Um, it was a three-run shot off of Williams. It gave the Cubs the early 3 nothing lead. Um, however, things got a little interesting in the top of the third. Uh, Jose Quintana could not get through the full inning. He only got through a third of an inning, giving up five earned runs to the Pittsburgh Pirates. All coming via a Kevin Newman single, uh, a Brian Reynolds double a Pablo Reyes single, and a Colin Moran single. So uh, Reyes's was a two-run single. Everybody else drove in one run, so not looking good by any means. Um, That would actually be the end of Jose Quintana's day. Not good on his end. Uh, Certainly something we don't like to see here as Cubs fans. Um, But uh, the one, the only, I don't even think I know his first name, uh, it is Brad. Okay, good. I was right. Brad Wick came in uh, for two-thirds of an inning and got two strikeouts. Uh something that he's been doing a lot of lately. So the Cubs were able to get out of the inning ultimately, um, and Wick would ultimately uh, position himself for a W, ladies and gentlemen. As the Cubs would come back in the bottom of the third and put up five runs of their own. All those runs, uh, for starters... We got KB hitting his 31st home run of the year. That cut into the Pirates' lead and made it 5-4. Victor Caratini had himself a nice little day. Uh, He had a sack fly uh, that ultimately would score Kyle Schwarber uh, later in the inning. And then Tony Kemp, talk about him coming through in the clutch, Uh, with two men on, tripled, to ultimately put the Cubs up 7 5, and ladies and gentlemen, they would not look back. Um, a throwing error by pitcher Michael Feliz led to the 8 5 total for the Cubs um, before the end of that inning. In the top of the fourth, though, Pablo Reyes uh, would help Kevin Newman score. Uh, it was a ground out, um, but nonetheless, it Gets the Pirates within two of the Cubs, and that's as close as they would get for the rest of the day, ladies and gentlemen, as in the bottom of the fourth. Kyle Schwarber singled, that scored Nicholas Castellanos. Victor Caratini had another sack fly that would score Kyle Schwarber. Uh, And then in the bottom of the fifth, Ian Happ hit his sixth home run of the season. Uh, It was a two-run shot, scoring himself and Nico Horner uh, to make it to 12-6 Cubs. Oh, excuse me, and Jason Hayward then in the bottom of the sixth would single um, to score Victor Caratini, making it 13-6. In the bottom of the seventh, Kyle Schwarber got in on the fun. He hit his thirty sixth home run of the season with Castellanos on, and that would it was a two run shot to make it fifteen six. And then before it was all said and done, in the bottom of the eighth, Jonathan Lucroy hit his eighth home run of the season um, to give the Cubs the sixteen to six victory in the end. Uh, it was a good one today, ladies and gentlemen. If you were a Cubs fan, it was a great series uh, as a Cubs fan. Quickly about the pitching, uh, as we said, Wick positioned himself for the win, so he is now 1-1. One one. Tyler Chatwood pitched three pretty solid innings. He gave up the one-earned run uh, in the fourth, but that was the only damage he would allow. Only struck out one, only walked one, though, and only gave up three hits. So a nice day from Tyler Chatwood. He's credited with his fourth hold of the season. And then Phelps, Strope, and Norwood would all pitch clean innings, uh, seven, eight, and nine to get out of this one today with the Cubs' victory. Trevor Williams was not good either on the start from the starters' uh, perspective. Uh, he and Quintana both only went two and a third. Ultimately, though, Williams gave up seven earned, uh, did not strike out anyone. Now, granted, and also walked three, whereas Quintana was just hit hard all day because he only walked one. And only struck out one. So uh, that's where the pitching was today. But very bad news, though, on the injury front for the Cubs. Anthony Rizzo sprained his ankle today. Uh, he was running for a ball. If you haven't seen it, go look on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure you can find it there. Uh, if you're, Unless you were watching the game today. But Anthony Rizzo uh, sprained his ankle trying to field a, 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 just a, an innocent ball in the outfield. Um or i think it was in the shallow shallow just beyond first base uh but nonetheless um not looking good for him so will be interesting to see what they do when it comes to first base uh jonathan lucroy did play a little first today he has that ability uh victor caratini can also play first uh most recently filling in for Anthony Rizzo during that New York Mets series. If you recall when they were in New York uh, and Caratini had himself an absolute uh, series and a half uh, at the plate while playing first base. Um, The only reason I think he isn't your everyday first baseman in Rizzo's absence is because of the Contreras rule uh, is what I'm going to call it, which is, um, you know, that he can't play every third day. So uh, if that Ends up becoming the case. Um, I would think, imagine you would see Caratini catch every third day, but potentially play second base during those other days. Um, I would be curious to see if they play Wilson Contreras at all uh, at first base as well. Um, by all means, is an athlete and, and can certainly play the position. Um, I think it's just going to become a, a what is you know what does Joe want to do from a personnel standpoint? But they have plenty of guys that can play first base realistically. Guys that have played first, Ian Happ obviously played a little bit of it today. Chris Bryant has played first base in the past, uh, in the past, excuse me. Um, So he could certainly play that position. Victor Caratini has played the position, played it well. Um, Jonathan Lucroy played it a little bit today. Uh, So they have plenty of guys that can fill in, but don't get me wrong. The Anthony Rizzo injury is not a good one uh, by any means if he's done for the rest of the year as well um i don't want to say kiss the playoffs goodbye but it's it's certainly going to make this road tougher without anthony rizzo because he's been very good in that leadoff spot ever since they promoted him up there and he's been able to get help to get that offense going so hopefully it's not a severe sprain hopefully he's only gone for oh i don't know maybe a week um you know I guess at mo- really at this point, anything greater than 10 days puts him out for pretty much the entire season. So um, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I think the real key here is is how long, assuming that the Cubs make playoffs, because you want him in there for a potential wildcard game you know even if they win the division you want him there for that five game series in the divisional series so there's a lot of question marks right now surrounding his health Uh, he is going to have an MRI tomorrow potentially today when you are listening to this but nonetheless Monday uh, September 16th he will have an MRI so we will hopefully get more information from the Cubs about the extent of the uh, ankle injury outside of that though it was a good day for Cubs baseball, uh, tons of runs, tons of home runs. Chris Bryant looks like Chris Bryant. Um, you know they should just shoot up his knee with with cortisone all the time, uh, and he would be mashing baseballs like he has been. He looks healthy, um, which is key. Uh, and and luckily, I think the rest of this roster is healthy enough and good enough right now that they can certainly still make a push for the playoffs. But just imagine. If Javi goes down and Nico Horner doesn't play the way he's played, if they don't have Nicholas Castellanos, if Bryant isn't fully 100% healthy right now, maybe even if Ben Zobris doesn't come back. This this looks a lot more doom and gloom than it does right now. Don't get me wrong, Anthony Rizzo, again, I will reiterate, him leaving the game is not at all a good thing, Um, but thankfully they have guys that can come in and... Really get the job done in his absence, and hopefully he heals up quickly, and they get him back in, in time for when they're really going to need him, which is, um, you know, that playoff push. I don't foresee him playing against the Cardinals now anymore because that game that series starts in, you know, four days, um, and trust me, I've had ankle sprains before um, playing football, uh, both in high school and in college. And sometimes they can be really nasty. Uh, Thankfully, as a first baseman, uh, he doesn't have to cover a ton of ground. So from that standpoint, you know, he could potentially come back a little sooner. Uh, But it certainly makes running the base paths interesting. (laughs) Um, You know, if, if he could, you know. If it was a sport where he didn't have to run the bases clearly and but could play that first base position, um, you know he could probably come back a little sooner. But they're going to certainly be cautious with it as well, uh, and then just try and rely on the talent that's on this roster to get them into the postseason. Um, and you know, encouraging news on that front too. Uh, we'll touch quickly on it before uh, we start looking forward to the start of tomorrow's series. But St. Louis has now lost the last two games, which were both against the Milwaukee Brewers. So good news. The Cubs are now only two games back of St. Louis for the NL Central lead. Bad news is, is the Milwaukee Brewers have miraculously found themselves back in this race and are only three games back of the Cardinals, one game back of the Cubs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, St. Louis begins a series tomorrow with the Washington Nationals who are currently the top wildcard team. Uh, And then the Milwaukee Brewers begin a series with the San Diego Padres who, um, did give the Cubs fits, so hopefully they can give the Brewers some fits as well, uh, and help knock them down a notch. As we stand right now, um, like I said already, two games back of the Cardinals in the in the division. From a wild card perspective, the Brewers are only one game back of the Cubs for that second wild card spot. The Cubs are only a game and a half back of the Nationals for the top wild card spot. Uh, the New York Mets are three and a half back. The Philadelphia Phillies are four and a half back. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are five and a half back. So, again, really these are, you know, the last couple of teams that have any kind of opportunity to steal a wild card spot. Uh, but right now I would say really the two teams I'd be most concerned about as a Cubs fan are the Brewers and the Mets. Um, and the Nationals. I mean, you know, we, we want the Nationals to keep winning, really, is, is what we want to happen this week. If they can go in and sweep the Cardinals, miraculously, I don't know if they will, but it'd be nice if they could, um, then that bodes really, really well for the Cubs because the Cubs have the Reds, which is what we're going to talk about here momentarily. Um, so a lot of good things to look forward to, but we'll we'll certainly see what happens here um, over the coming days. But Nonetheless, the Cubs did what they needed to do. They took advantage of a very poor Pirates team and got three big wins uh, in the series and scored 47 runs across three games in the process. So uh, let's not undersell the fact that their offense just came out and lit the world on fire uh, over the last three days at Wrigley Field. It's a beautiful thing when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, and it's going to be warm this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be warm all the way through next weekend. So, um As a Cubs fan, I hear warm, and I think summer, because it technically is still summer, even though it's September, Um, I think wind blowing out, I think home runs, and that's what the Cubs thrive on. So hopefully um, they can take advantage of the next three games as well, and we're going to go ahead and preview and pick that first game. But before we go ahead and do that, I want to tell you about our friends at Second City Picks. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you hear me talk about them all the time, and for good reason, because... Um, you know, I pick with them every single day in hopes that I win. I don't know if I'll ever win, but I know people that have won. Um, so I can tell you these guys are legit. They're the real deal. Um, like I said, you pick with them every single day. takes about 25 to 30 seconds of your time and you can win awesome gift cards. The only thing it costs you is time. It does not cost you any money and does not cost you anything else. So from that standpoint, Let me tell you a little bit about Second City Picks and how you're going to play with them every single day and pick the games that they're asking you to pick. Well, first and foremost, um, for those of you that don't have Twitter, bear with me here for a couple minutes. Um, Those of you that do have Twitter, though, go find our friends Second City Picks on Twitter at second city picks make sure you make sure you spell out the word second s-e-c-o-n-d not two n-n-d that's very key in all of this but go ahead and find them at second city picks and when you get to their twitter page you're going to find their tweet for the day it's going to tell you the game and what you're picking for the game um in chicago sports that day today it was the bears which makes sense because it's a sunday and the bears did play Some days it's the Cubs, some days it's the White Sox, and I can only imagine that once Bulls and Blackhawks are back up and running, it's going to be them as well. Um, And you're picking a series of, you know, different things that are going on in the game. It could be total runs uh, scored for a baseball team, it could be total points scored for a football team, Uh, it all depends. Uh, It could be combined points for both teams, it could be just you pick each team, you pick only one team in the game, they change it up, it's great. so if you want to go ahead and pick, which you should, because again, it's free, you're going to go ahead and go to their website, which for you, those of you that have Twitter will be in the tweet with the hyperlink to straight to their website. But for those of you that don't, you can go to www.secondcitypicks.com, spelled the same way as their Twitter handle, uh, and you can pick there. It's going to tell you the game on their website and you can go ahead and click make picks. Then you're going to go ahead and answer all the questions that you need to, to answer. So like today, you were picking the Bears total points, you were picking the Broncos total points, and then Bears passing yards was the tiebreaker question. So the tiebreaker question is key, ladies and gentlemen, because let's be honest, you and somebody else could pick the exact same score for Bears-Broncos. Let's say you picked it correctly today. If you p- thought today's game was going to end 16 to 13, you would have said the Bears would, their magic number would have been six. You would have said the Broncos three because you're picking the last digit uh, in the score. And if you nailed it, and two or three other people nailed it, then you got to hit that tiebreaker question. And if you hit that tiebreaker question, you win. It's it sounds that simple. I mean, obviously guessing is not that easy, uh, but ultimately it's that simple. Then all you have to give them is an email address in case you win, and hit submit. It's that simple. Like I said, what I just what took me maybe a little over a minute to tell you is going to take you half that time if that uh, in order to accomplish. So, uh, and if you win this, they have great gift cards, guys. They've had, uh, you know, uh, Grubhub, they've had Lyft, Potbelly, Chipotle, Connie's Pizza, you name it, they have it. Gift cards typically range anywhere between 10 and $25. Um, and like I said, it's free for you to play and you win awesome gifts if you hit it on the money. So once again, follow our friends at Second City Picks on Twitter and go ahead and visit their website www.secondcitypicks.com. Please pick with them every single day. I know I do and you should as well. Thank you to our friends and on tap sportsnet sponsor, Second City Picks. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into picking tomorrow's game. Let me go through all of the information so you are well informed ahead of tomorrow's game. So the 70 and 80 Cincinnati Reds visit the 81 and 68 Chicago Cubs at beautiful Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois on Monday, September 16th, 2019. Uh, the first pitch will be at 7.05 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8.05 for those of you on the East Coast, and 6.05 for those of you like our buddy Mick Hudson out on the West Coast. Uh, if you are in Cincinnati and listening to us right now, you can listen uh, on the Reds radio network, which is WLW 700, uh, or you can watch on Fox Sports Ohio. And if you are in Chicago, which I'm sure most of you are, you can listen to the Cubs on 670 The Score, and you can also watch the Cubs on NBC Sports Chicago. The Cincinnati Reds will be trotting, trotting out right-hander Kevin Goos, Gaussman, 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 potato, potato, he is three and eight on the season with a 583 ERA and 107 Ks. Um, he had 11 after 11 relief appearances since being claimed from the Braves on August 5th. He will. This is his first start with the Reds. So he's made he's made bullpen appearances Uh, again. Most notably, he was with the Braves uh, earlier this season. The, and the uh, like I said, the the Reds claimed him off of waivers um, and he had been a bullpen piece but he's making a spot start tomorrow so this will be um very interesting i'm in, i'm intrigued to see what he does uh in 16 starts with Atlanta he was 3 and 7 with a 6.19 ERA um it says here he's got good velocity and can put can put hitters away um but i will believe it when i see it when you tell me that ERA for the cubs the cubs will be trotting out big left-hander Cole Hamels Hamels is seven and seven on the season with a three eighty nine ERA and one hundred and thirty one Ks. Um, he only gave up one run in four and a third on Wednesday in San Diego. He had six strikeouts and four walks in that time. Uh, but again, he's really, really good at home overall this season. He's three and one with a two sixty six ERA and twelve starts at home. Uh, but he's one and four in his last eight turns overall. So uh, keep that in mind for tomorrow. Temper expectations. Don't expect Cole Hamels to. Look like the Cole Hamels he did when he was acquired at this time last year, uh, for the Cubs. You know he's been struggling just as John Lester has, um, and it could simply be father time catching up to him. But from that standpoint, um, to pick my Fly the W player of the game, so I believe I said today that Kyle Schwarber was my Fly the W player again I, today. Really, Chris Bryant was the Fly the W player um, with two home runs. There's no doubt about it. And Chris is uh, one for three career against uh, Gaussman. Uh, nothing crazy overall besides that. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos has seen him more than anybody else on this roster. He's seen him 15 times, and he has two home runs against him and three RBIs. Um, but I, you know, Schwarber's one for two as well with a home run. But I'm going to stick with the hot hand and say Chris Bryant. I think Chris has another good day tomorrow. I fully expect the wind to be blowing out at Wrigley. And Chris is certainly going to be in the lineup, especially with Anthony Rizzo going down with injury. Again, uh, I will pick an honorable mention. I will say Castiano simply from the fact that he has seen Gaussman the most, um, and that could bode well. And he's been hot. I mean, he leads the league in doubles. If I remember correctly, it's 54 doubles now uh, that he has on the season, uh, and I'm looking that up. To confirm that statistic right meow. yes, he has 54 doubles. He had two of them in today's game against the Pirates. Um, he's just been an absolute machine this year hitting the ball, uh, both from a doubles and home runs perspective, especially since he got to Chicago. Uh, that home run, home run number has really increased, but um, that, that doubles number has been consistent all year long. He got to the Cubs, and I believe he had – um like high 30s doubles already so that just shows how great he's been this year so he's my honorable mention pick but i'm going to stick with the hot hand and say chris bryant is your fly the w player of the game for tomorrow night against the cincinnati reds this is a big series the reds have been always a pesky team they always play the cubs well it doesn't matter how bad they are Uh, and they have a nice little roster they put together a good team you know they've struggled with some injuries they trade away a lot of guys at the deadline, uh, but for example, they have that Aquino kid who came up when Puig was dealt, and has just been absolutely ripping the cover off the ball. They have Nick Senzel, Eugenio Suarez is a great hitter, Joey Votto is a great hitter as well. So there's a lot of talent on this roster. So uh, as a Cubs fan, you can't undersell them. As the Cubs, as a team, you can't undersell the Reds. Uh, they're going to be a tough out, but again, three games that they can really do some damage in the standings here. Um, assuming that the Nationals and Padres play the Brewers and the, and the uh, Cardinals hard uh, in the next three games, because then on Thursday, the Cardinals come to town for the four game set at Wrigley uh, before that off day a week from uh, a week from this coming Monday. So September 23rd is that off day. Whew, that was a lot of information. I hope you were able to soak all of that up. If not, feel free to re listen to all this. I don't mind. Um, I, I figure you wouldn't mind because I don't know if you want to listen to my voice that much, but you never know. Um, but I, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to remind you that this, this Cubs podcast, this Cubs on Tap, was brought to you by the Tap Sports Network, the number one home for all of your podcasting and literature and needs, wants, and desires. Um, we have great Cubs coverage, which you are listening to some of that right now. Uh, we also have great Bears, Bulls, and Blackhawks coverage. Bears, obviously, in full swing. Big win today, so there will be a Bears on Tap episode uh, chronicling the victory. Uh, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, we all have that friend that roots for the South Siders. We have probably the best White Sox coverage in the Chicagoland area, in my opinion. Uh, so you should definitely send your friends over to us. Um, at ONTAP Sportsnet, even if they are a Southside fan. You can find all of our works on the internet at www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on social media, that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at ONTAP Sportsnet. The On Tap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cubs On Tap. Once again, the Cubs win sixteen to six today over the Pirates to complete the sweep at Wrigley Field. The Cubs will be back tomorrow night against the Cincinnati Reds, opening up a three-game series with them before welcoming the arch rival Redbirds, uh, pun fully intended there, uh, for a four-game series, a four-game set um, starting on Thursday. So. Once again, I appreciate you tuning in with us. Uh, my name is Ron Luce. I am your host for this evening and we thank you so much for listening to Cubs on tap. So without further ado, let's go cubby.